0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy V and TC. Here is Jim and
1: Trent. Hey, everybody! Welcome in. We say hello to you on a Monday here in the capital city. And guess what? It's our brand new time slot. Yeah, we get to drive you home. Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun, Trent. I'm excited, man. I am. I am looking so forward to this time slot because I get to sleep in. I get plenty of sleep. You know how the old
2: man needs that, right? Well, absolutely. It's going to knock down, though, your afternoon nap. It's going to throw that off just a little bit, but (laughs) I'm sure you'll be able to survive. I
1: will. I'll I'll make sure that I that I handle it. We have a great show for everybody today. Tom Cakert, uh, Hawkeye Report coming up at four twenty-five. Uh, they made it official today with Nathan Stanley as the starting quarterback for the Hawks. Trent and I will get into that. Five twenty, Ryan Van Bibber, the uh, SB Nation on the National Football League. And at five forty, Seth Gruen, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report. He also does some Big Ten as well. So we've got a full couple of hours here
2: trent right here in afternoon drive time looking forward to it happy to be back in the afternoon drive with everybody and excited to talk a lot of sports with everybody we will uh, go through the mumbo jumbo and we'll have some fun but more than anything we are going to be looking to talk sports with you tons on the cyclones tons on the hawkeyes a lot of sports yep. talk Baseball heating up continues on. You got the race in the National League Central, the American Wild Card. We got that in baseball. The NFL is kicking off here, uh, and we're putting a cap on things Thursday night with the regular season uh, the end of the preseason and into the regular season. A week after that, Jimmy B, it comes fast every year. August seems like it flies by, and here we are. It's game week. Iowa State against you and I coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, and before that, the Wyoming Iowa game. But I've already heard. A lot of national mm-hmm. people, their upset pick is the Cowboys over the Hawkeyes. Yeah,
1: I've, I've seen the same thing that you have seen. And, look, I get it with who's at quarterback in Josh Allen. I understand that. And even Allen came out today. I was checking out some of the uh, news conference for Wyoming today. And Allen came out and said, hey, look, we're going to take what they give us. And... They've got a cornerback missing. We've we've had that conversation. We'll get into that with Tom Kankert. And also, he says, we're going to take our shots deep when we think they're available. So, look, Josh Allen's a really smart guy. He's a really good quarterback. But, Trent, you can have the best quarterback in the world, and if the blocking doesn't hold up Mm -hmm. and if your wide receivers can't get open, and if your running back can only get a couple of yards
2: on each carry, you're not going to win the game. And that's exactly what I was hoping to do. Yeah, they're they're hoping that that young secondary with uh, no madey Ragumba game number one, it'll be Joshua Jackson and Michael O'Jamudia getting the start in this one. Now, the case is that it's not going to be baptism by fire here for those two guys, that that front seven is going to be able to generate pressure. The defensive line, retooled as it is, is going to be fine. And it'll be all systems go from there. You know, we go back a couple of years ago when Iowa started off the season, what turned out to be the 12-0 and regular season, and they opened the season against Illinois State. And remember the conversations we were having about that team? Illinois State, fresh off of playing for the national championship at the FCS level, brought a lot of talent back, and, yep. and there were plenty of concerns about that game. Well, Iowa went out dominated the line of scrimmage, jumped out to a 31-0 lead, and cruised in for the 37-14 victory in that one. I have the feeling we're going to see something similar here. Now, I think Wyoming's going to make a couple of plays. They're going to have a couple of shots. Allen will be able to do a little bit more than what we saw out of that Illinois State squad. But still, I don't see this game being the upset special that many, many people believe it's going to be.
1: I, I'm going to ride that, uh, that horse with you, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought that Wyoming would have a chance to pull that upset when we first, uh, were, t- started talking about this game in midsummer. And then the more that I did my research, Wyoming just lost way too many skill players. Their entire wide receiver core is gone. They lost their running back, their stud running back, who's going to make it in the NFL. They, they are horrible, uh, defensively. They give up over 400 yards of offense. Mm -hmm. So this just plays into what Iowa loves to do, and that is run the ball, run the ball, throw a short pass, run the ball, run the (laughs) ball some more. And when you got Wadley and Butler, and it looks like now Wadley's going to return kicks as well. So they're going to try to put, meaning Iowa, their best offensive players on the field a lot and try to, you know, make things happen and just hang on to the football, shorten the game. And, yeah, I believe, I'm with you. I think Wyoming will score some, but I think Iowa wins
3: this game.
2: Well, we kind of buried the lead here. You mentioned it, Jim. It is Nathan Stanley comes out listed as the starter as the two deep was released today. And with it, it doesn't come as a surprise, but the surprise has been how long it's taken to get to this point. You know, you go back to spring football, and when you're looking at what was happening at that time, we could make sense of it. You know, we could make sense of, all right, you want to keep, keep Tyler Wiegers happy, you want to keep him engaged, a guy that's a redshirt junior, you know, keep him around. You have that backup opportunity, and and you want Nathan, Nathan Stanley to earn the job. Well, we get through spring camp, and you go back to the last practice we saw the spring. You know, Iowa, I thought. The better quarterback of the two during that game was Tyler Wiegers. Uh, the game, the mm-hmm. practice that they had over at Valley Stadium, it was very close, not much separation, and I thought Wiegers played better in the spring game, the finale of spring football. You come to August camp, the only opportunity we had to see of these guys was back on August 5th, that kid's day. Stanley, it took a while for him to get revved up, but when he did, he did look like the superior guy. But I figured this was something where it seems pretty cut and dry. He beat out Uyghurs last year for the backup role. They used the redshirt year a season ago to get that. It's just surprising that it took until August 28th until we finally found the official news of Stanley in. And, and I think that's got to be a bit concerning that Stanley wasn't able to separate himself through this long, long sojourn we're talking about.
1: Well, the, the question is, though, and, and, and I will always ask this. I'll play devil's adv- Advocate. Maybe Stanley had separated himself. The coaches just didn't give in on Uyghurs to keep his interest up, Mm -hmm. to keep him trying to compete. Now, there's two ways to look at it. A, if Stanley and Uyghurs are competing for the job, if that's what they're told by the coaching staff, you're hoping that that competition uh, makes each player better. And B, maybe Stanley knew Uyghurs didn't, and Uyghurs was still tr- hoping that he could be the starter, and then he gets let down easy uh on Monday with the official announcement. Look, I, however it worked out, you and I both said from the get-go it was going to be Stanley's job. Mm-hmm. It is, and so then my next question to you is, does Uyghurs stay, or does he look elsewhere after this year to play his college football.
2: Well, at that point, he'll have four years in the system. He would have an ability, if he does graduate, which it sounds like uh, he definitely will, to look Mm -hmm. around. And and you also, you know, it's simple to look at it from the outside and just say, well, uh, you want to go play. But for a lot of guys, when you get to the college level, it's about the camaraderie. It's about your teammates. It's the people that you're around. And though you're not a starter, though you're not playing a whole lot, it means more to be part of that team and go through your four or five years as opposed to transferring down a level, going going to play at the FCS level or going down and playing at a smaller school at the FBS level. For some people, that's important. For others, not so sure. And for Uyghurs, I don't think we know the answer to that question. What makes him tick? And another thing, we don't know how this thing's going to play out. I mean, it very well could play out the Nathan Stanley struggles. Uyghurs takes mm-hmm. over and the whole conversation that we're having is moot about Uyghurs moving on because he becomes a starter. I don't think this thing is over by any stretch of the imagination. Stanley has the leg up, but it is just that. He'll take the opening snap. I think he's going to have a very long leash early on. He'll have plenty of leash against Wyoming, plenty of uh, leash the next week on the road at Iowa State. Still, there is an opportunity still for Uyghurs. If Stanley does struggle, he can still get this job.
1: I'm with you on that. that, that that's, a, that's very well stated. Okay, let's go to the Cyclones then, who have the date with you and I. The two deeps announced uh, for uh, Iowa State as well. Anything on the two deep that surprised you? Uh, the first
2: thing that jumped off is kicker turner, 2BA. Yeah. The TBA, the 2 B announced. <laughs> yeah. Well. That guy's got, I think I think that guy's got a full ride somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's played very well. You know, it's... You understand it. They're, they're playing with some different things. And, you know, I wonder if it's also a part where, with Johnny Lang, who we've heard so much about since he arrived on campus, campus back this summer, you know, the speed that he has. He's not a real big guy, but if they're just trying to keep things down a little bit, I wonder if that's the case. I think you'll see him back there. It'll be Travis Ryan, too, until they're able to come back and, and really see what that injury is going to do. You know, we've heard a lot about kenna Nwongu and now Matt Campbell says we're going to know more about his availability for the rest of the year at the end of September. If, if you're Iowa State, why not you just put mm-hmm. him on the shelf? He has a redshirt year available. He was a true freshman last year, and if it's close, say, let's set this kid out, make sure he's 100%. He'll come back in 2018. We know what a good kick returner he is, but still, with the depth you have at the running back spot, with the other options that you have returning kicks – it just is a bit concerning if you're going out there and trying to stretch a kid that you're not sure what you're going to be able to get him. And if he's going to be a hundred percent, most importantly.
1: Right. I I'm with you. Uh, I think maybe it's one of those things they'll just evaluate him week to week mm-hmm. and then make that, and then make that determination. And I mean, we don't know how the season is going to go. What if they, you know, sustain an injury here and there and, maybe they think they're going to need him by the third or fourth game and he'll be called into duty. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where I, I think I have a feeling that it's going to be uh, an evaluation almost weekly with him. What did you think also uh, about uh, what their defense looked like and the way that their defensive line now is set and the rotations that they will have and, of course, the linebacking core as well?
2: You know, it remains to be seen what happens over there in my mind. Uh, the thing that jumped off, though, as you're going through and you're taking a look at the two-date, uh, a new name on there. Uh, guy, Aaron Austin. and Yes. five foot 195 pounds, a red shirt freshman. Another red shirt freshman last, uh, listed as the backup to Joe Lanning at the middle spot with Tymar Sutton. A couple guys that aren't real big, at least they're listed height and weight, not real big. Now, you're going to have to run if you play linebacker in the Big 12. We know that you got to have guys that are basically bulked-up safeties a lot of times playing those positions. But those two guys, I thought it was interesting, especially Aaron Austin, a guy that I hadn't heard a whole lot about, and, and apparently a guy that came as a walk-on. They're going to use him a whole lot, but Austin's a kid, incredibly smart, high, high IQ kid, is there on a President's Scholarship. You know, if you have one of those, you're one of the elite-level uh, kids coming out of high school in terms of academics. So a smart guy helping man the uh, linebacker spot. thought that was a cool story for in Austin.
1: Absolutely. Very good stuff. Uh, you know, I'm also real curious to see as well how that offensive line is going to hold up. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look at it, they look now like a Big 12 Conference offensive line. They got beef. They have size. The question will be, are they any good? We believe that Campos is going to be 100%, and if that's the case, and they can keep him healthy for the majority of the season, they're pretty well taken care of there. But isn't it just kind of a crapshoot every, with
2: everybody else on that line, Trent? I don't think so. I, I I'm still go back to what Tom Manning was able to do with that offensive line a year ago. That offensive okay. line had... Three guys on it that were redshirt seniors hadn't really played any meaningful minutes of their career outside of when injuries had devastated them a couple of years back, and he turned them into a pretty good offensive line. I think the pieces are in place in place for this offensive line to be solid. You know, you mentioned Campos, of course. We know when healthy how good he can be. Julian Good Jones, he showed some good things last year. Meeker last year, both those guys played a lot last year. As redshirt freshmen, now they're out there as sophomores. They bring in the kid from Iowa Western who got to campus late. He's already jumped in there, and he's listed at one of the backups at the right guard position. I think they have enough depth there. Sean Foster, another guy that's talked about. You know, They're talking about other depth pieces on this offensive line. Mm -hmm. I'm giving Manning the benefit of the doubt. He's shown me what he did last year with this team and what he did before in Toledo, that this guy knows how to coach offensive line, and at the very least with the pieces he has, he's going to have some semblance of at least an adequate offensive line. That, that's not as concerning to me as what they have on the defensive side in that front seven. That's the concern. Offensive-wise, we know if this offense is going to tick, they're going to have to have a good offensive line, and I think Manning's going to be able to find that.
1: I, I'm with you. I, I, I hope that he has that sort of success because if they do, then Iowa State does indeed have a chance in the Matt Campbell era, his second season of possibly getting to that six-win threshold and getting to a bowl. And for Iowa State, after what they had gone through before Campbell was hired, that would be monstrous. They have sold out uh, the student section. They've sold over 45,000 season tickets. Uh, I mean, you and I talk about this all the time. It's an incredible fan base, despite the fact that the football team has been mediocre and I'm being kind I guess when I say that. And yet they still respond and support that program. And if Campbell has any success at all, uh it will just light up Cyclone Nation.
2: Eleven and thirty seven over the last four years, Jim, is not mediocre. No. That's that's oh. bad. That's bad. No. Three and no. Nine, I was trying 10, to be nice three and nine, three and nine. That's <laughs> not know. mediocre. That's bad. I believe Matt Campbell has this team on the right path I think they're going to have a great opportunity to be bowl eligible this year. You and I to kick things off, and as we'll kind of start there as we talk about this matchup with the Panthers, they're a team that we still don't know a whole lot about. With all the mm-hmm. transformation that the Panthers have made with that coaching staff, you look at the coaching staff, it's, it's a bunch of new guys. Outside of you know, Farley, it's a completely new team in the coaching staff that they have there. How long does that take to get antiquated and figure out exactly what you're going to do? I think it remains a big question mark there about this U and I team. And in the past, when you looked at U and I, you felt like, hey, they got a good chance to beat Iowa State because of what they have built throughout the years. This is going to be a new look this year out of the Panthers.
1: I think you're right. I really do. But I think this year, and even though U and I has had success in recent uh, games uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. I don't think they're going to have success this time around. I think Iowa State has finally built itself into something that can finally get the monkey off their back and not losing to you and I and just having their season go right down the toilet from that opening game. And you and I both agree in order to have a chance to get to that six, they the Cyclones cannot be anywhere less than 2 and 1, 3 and 0 oh, mm-hmm. optimum. Two and one at the at, at at least. Otherwise they have no shot.
2: And if they're able to beat their in-state foes, beat you and I, beat Iowa, Jack Trice back to back weeks. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on that Akron game. That Akron game is much more difficult, I think, than a lot of people are looking at. Not only is it a road game, it's against a, a decent Mac team. Now this is an elite level Mac team. Now this isn't the Northern Illinois team with Jordan Lynch. This isn't a team that's right. gonna go to the Orange Bowl like they did. But this is a very solid team that they're going to be hosting that game, probably the biggest game that they've had on their campus in God knows how long since Akron's had had a Power 5 team that's been able to come in there. Don't sleep on the zips. Zips are going to be a little bit better than maybe people think. They have a quarterback returning. Their, their quarterback will be a senior. Put up some good numbers last year. 18 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He, he can do some things back there. So this is not the easy win against a MAC team that sometimes maybe you'd anticipate. Even at 2-0, 3-0 is not an absolute, even if they get to that point.
1: Uh, we have Tom Kakert of Hawkeye Report on the way in just a couple of minutes. Uh, then coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Ryan Van Bibber on the National Football League, SB Nation, at 540. Seth Gruen on Major League Baseball, Bleacher Report. He also does the Big Ten. We've got a power pack program for you today. It's a brand-new time slot from 4 until 6. Man, Trent, I'm excited. This is great. I mean, I didn't get up till about 1.30 and
2: <laughs> I feel, I feel rested. <laughs> I, I'm like fired up, pal. Shaking the cobwebs up. Must have had an extra seven and seven last night or something, huh? <laughs> well, you know, the games were on and yeah. I was watching games and
1: then I had to recover, of course, from the late night that we had after the fight mm-hmm. since it was delayed. I mean, that was tough on the old man. However, I, I did enjoy it. It was fun to watch, and they did the right thing in in stopping it. There was no sense in just having McGregor just have his uh, face look like it was in a meat grinder. So they did exactly the right thing. Look, you asked me. I thought that I predicted that it would be a 12-round unanimous decision. It, they prob- That probably would have been the case, but uh, Floyd Mayweather was really tagging McGregor late in that uh, in that 10th round and they did the right thing by stepping in. But it was entertaining. I it was. will tell you that.
2: It it was. Yeah. Got the money's worth, that's all I was asking for. I didn't think that was going to happen, but at least I got my money's worth with it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on here in the show. We're going to talk Hawkeye's next, Tom Cakert from hawkeyereport.com. He'll join us on the other side. This portion of the program brought to you by Food Dude's Delivery. If you're sick of the same old lunch options, doing the same thing every lunch hour, got a great idea for you. Or if you're looking for something a little bit different for your nighttime dinner, Food Dudes Delivery. You can place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. They will give you delivery to restaurants that normally don't deliver. Go to fooddudesdelivery.com, see the restaurants that are with them. All kinds of great options for you. Make it a great dinner tonight with Food Dudes Delivery. We'll come back. Tom Caker joins us next.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: Restaurant. Sponsored by ADT. Home isn't just a place, it's the feeling of knowing you're safe. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Learn more at ADT.com. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Des Moines area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Des Moines is a perfect market for my system, and this week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term
0: wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200. Seating is extremely limited. Call right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200.
4: Your business has a story to tell. Let Fast Signs help you tell it using the right mix of signs, banners, merchandising, and so much more. Visit Fast Signs at 1791 Northwest 86th Street in Clyde. Fast Signs. More than fast. More than signs.
2: 1358 for new leaf wellness. And tell them TC sent you.
6: It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in central Iowa to catch your cyclones, hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
3: See you soon.
0: It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. As we say hello to you in the afternoon, our brand-new time slot now, Monday through Friday on the Big Talker 1700 as we roll from 4 until six. But we still have the same great guests, because Tom Caker, when we told him we were going to shift time, he said, oh, that's perfect for me. So we said, thank you, Tom. He joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Tommy, how are you, pal?
7: Doing well. So same great show, just later in the day. You got
1: it. That's us. Yep. That way I get my beauty rest, so I don't have to get up early for that noon
2: show.
7: Well, the... You know, the older you are, though, the earlier you get up, Jim.
2: Uh, That's not me. Not not with (laughs) Brent.
7: Trent
1: knows. Trent knows for sure. (laughs) Tom, the uh, big story, of course, is what the story has been, which we had been talking about for a month, uh, the starting quarterback, and everybody kept saying it's going to be Nathan Stanley. They finally made it official today. Uh, what can you read into that? Was Uyghurs really in the hunt, or was that a way of the coaching staff just trying to keep both players competitive?
7: I think it was probably the latter. And you look back, they didn't list every time they put out a depth chart. It was always Stanley comma Uyghurs, which means that uh, Stanley's listed as a starter. So, just read into it what you will. I mean, I, I think they wanted to challenge Stanley. I think they wanted to push him. I think they wanted to, uh, elevate him a little bit in terms of, uh, his leadership and, and push that aspect of things. But overall, I just, you know, I just go back to, that. I just think they wanted, they knew Stanley was going to probably win the job. And that's the reason he was ahead of him last year at this time. And it's the reason he's ahead this year at the same time.
2: Tom, tell us a little bit more about Nathan Stanley. It was a conversation last year at this time as he grabbed that backup spot behind C.J. Beathard. Kid that was a really good athlete in high school, good basketball player, could have played college basketball, uh, a very good baseball pitcher, chucked it up there at about 90 miles an hour. Good athlete, now dedicating just to, to football now. A lot of upside, it seems like, but when you look at him as a quarterback, what he's going to have to do to make those improvements right away, and just what we know about him before he makes his first start Saturday.
7: You know, I wrote something uh, today, kind of uh, looking at the importance of this season and, um, you know, kind of what what they're going to be looking for from that position. And I, I kind of threw out the uh, Chandler comparison, uh, the Chandler '03 starting quarterback for Iowa, um, just. Kind of a, a game manager. Uh, you could even throw a Rudock into it. Um, just a guy who's going to make low mistakes, uh, control the game, uh, make the passes that you need to complete. You know, fifty-five, fifty-six percent of his throws, and um, and, and just—I I don't want to say do no harm, but it's probably like do no harm to the game. Just basically make sure that the run game's going, get into your right checks and you complete simple passes, and I, I think that's what they
1: want from him. I think that's exactly what they're going to get. Uh, look, we've already seen the uh, – I, I paid attention to the Wyoming news conference today with Josh Allen, the quarterback. He just indicated we're going to take what the defense gives us and then take a couple of shots deep. He already talked about uh, Iowa being down with the suspension of a defensive back and how that might impact uh, Wyoming but for me Tom it's all about run this way run that way uh short pass run again run that way run this way short pass i uh, is they're just going to they're just going to try to eat the clock devour that porous defense of Wyoming and and just uh you know just beat the hell out of them actually uh, during the uh during the game that's it
7: yeah i think it's you know, they're going to want to be physical mm-hmm. with them and then continue to attack. And that's the, kind of the Brian Farron's mantra of, of be on the attack and just be physical and tough and hard nosed and Akram left, Akram white, Butler left, Butler right and, uh, <laughs> occasional throw to Noah Fant or, uh, you know, uh, Vandenberg or whoever. But yeah, I just, I think they're going to just play ball control, move the sticks, grind out drives. And uh, try to get touchdowns. That's kind of the game plan for this one and, uh, you know, for really for every game.
2: Well, uh, we talked about last year it was a freshman jumping in there as a true freshman, Nathan Stanley as a backup. Uh, another true freshman on the offensive side of the ball at right tackle, Tristan Werfs. We've been hearing his name a lot throughout August camp. He's listed as the backup to Ike Becker at right tackle expectation that we're going to see Tristan Wirth playing and, and if that's the case trial by far or, or knowing that hey you're going to have to find a couple of tackles to go next year let's try to accelerate the process for worse.
7: I think that's part of it. Is uh, you know you're going to have to have two guys. One of the things to note too is they had moved Lucas LeGrand out there to right tackle um, during uh, uh, spring ball and LeGrand's been hurt so I think that also put the acceleration uh, onto this, uh, that, you know, we're just going to go with that. And you look on the other side, Larry Jackson is a redshirt freshman. Uh, so you got two young guys that are ready to take over from two senior guys. They are banged up a little bit. You know, Boone Myers isn't uh, 100%. So, uh, you know, there could be an opportunity there for one of those two guys to jump in there, or they could shift around like they've been doing. And Sean Welsh is always an option at uh, one of the tackle positions, and then you bring uh, Ross Reynolds in at one of the guard spots. I do think Brian's going to try and rotate some guys in there, uh, just based on what he said last week. Mm-hmm.
1: Tom Cakert is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Tom, this is a situation without Ragumba back there at the uh, defensive secondary spot. Uh, do you think that it will be a... Weaker opportunity in for for Josh Allen, that uh, terrific quarterback of Wyoming, or do you think they'll do so many different things back there they can help uh, cover up?
7: Yeah, they just you know they're they're going to play their their basic cover uh, coverage the you know the quarters or cover eight or whatever Norm used to call it. It's basically um, playing it kind of an area and and everybody following their assignment so i just don't think there's going to be this huge opportunity because one guy's out ragumba's really good he's their top corner but um phil parker said he felt like he had three starters starters at corner and so the two of those guys will be out there and noja moudier and uh josh jackson so uh, i don't think he's too uncomfortable with it um now If yeah, if he has to go beyond that, you're going to be throwing a true freshman out there, probably Matt Hankins or uh, Cedric Boswell, who's a redshirt freshman. Uh, so then that would be a problem. But you know, with the top two, I don't think it's a problem.
2: So special teams, as we know, Tom, are so important to Iowa football throughout the tenure of Kirk Ferentz. Keith Duncan hit the kick hurt around the state a year ago as he knocked off Michigan. But now Miguel Racinos listed as a starter at that spot. We saw them split duties a little bit last year. Racinos handled some of the longer kickoffs, uh, kicks uh, throughout the season. Could that still be the case here, or is it going to be Racinos? He'll be out there regardless if it's a 25 yarder or a 55 yarder. Racinos will be the guy.
7: Oh, I think it's going to be Racinos. I think he's supposed to have the starter, so I think he's going to get the shot and he's going to have the opportunity uh, first uh, to uh, uh, be the guy. And remember, you know, if if something doesn't materialized for Keith Duncan. He he does have a redshirt year. Mm-hmm. So he could yes. uh, potentially, yep. you know, just uh, red shirt this year and come back the following year, compete for that job again. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty interesting, and it kind of flies in the face of folks who say that once you're a starter at Iowa, you can never lose your job because that's not the case, at least at place kicker. I thought uh, special teams-wise the most interesting decisions were, Matt Vandenberg at punt return, and Akron Wadley at kickoff return. Uh, you know, the two guys that uh, um, they want to keep healthy and they want to keep safe, and but it's also an impact position. And I think Kirk has come to realize that, that he needs to get those guys back there that can maybe make a little bit of things happen in the punt return and kickoff return game, and it's mm-hmm. worth the risk. And I do think that if it wasn't for James Butler – We wouldn't be seeing Akram back there, but uh, we're going to see him, and uh, uh, I'm pretty excited to see Akram on kickoff returns.
1: That'll be highly entertaining, at least if you're a Hawk fan, you would hope that that would be the case. Let me jump back to Weger's real quick. Do you think there would be major disappointment where he might think that, okay, maybe I should transfer? Or is it a case where, look, I'm locked and loaded in this program. I've been here. I'm going to finish school. And if something happens to Stanley, then I'm in.
7: I think he goes in, and I'm sure the coaches have told him this. You're one snap away. You know, one snap away from being the starter. Um, because you know, anybody can get hurt, get hit, get. Uh, you know, you hope Stanley doesn't get hurt. I'm sure Weegars doesn't hope that Stanley gets hurt, but he knows that that's part of the game and. He could, uh, you know, that's, that's a possibility. One thing I'd think about with Uyghurs, and I don't know where he's at academically, but, um, you know, he's a fourth year junior. He could, you know, potentially, if he's done with school, um, you know, next year, do graduate transfer and go find someplace else and go play next year, uh, if he feels like he's just kind of stuck as a career backup.
2: Tom Kanker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com. Iowa gets ready for a Wyoming, an 11 o'clock kickoff there. Uh, one more new name, Ivory Kelly Martin. I've heard from a lot of people, very impressed from the young running back of what he did A Kids Day, runs hard, got that first cut quickness that you love to see out of Iowa running back spot. and He's listed as that second kick returner uh, behind Akram Wadley. What do you expect out of see Ivory Kelly Martin this year? and, and sounds like another good one in that running back stable.
7: Yeah, um and Brian's parents talked about him last week and basically said that he's one of those guys that they'd have to make a decision about and talked about, you know, maybe um, finding a role for him or justifying playing him by using him on special teams. And I think that's, uh, kind of where we're headed here is, uh, he's going to be back there, um kind of in a tandem probably with, uh, with Akram and he'll, you know, either receive a shorter kickoff or he's going to be a blocker. Um, th- that would be my guess, but I, I, he's really good. I mean, you know, for all of the, uh, hand wringing over uh, Eno Benjamin when he left, everybody kind of forgot they had this other back and he looks really good. I mean, he is just, uh, he's smooth is the word I would, I would uh, use to describe mm-hmm. him. Smooth run the ball and just seems to have really good body control and, uh, has a, a knack for finding holes. So I'm anxious to see uh what he can do. I'm anxious to see Torn Young back there, too, a little bit maybe, and we'll see where, what kind of carries those guys can get. But I, I think the bulk of the work, obviously, at running back, is going to go between Wadley and Butler.
1: Oh I agree with that. There, there, there There's no question. And you, you're also under the belief as well both of them will be on the field at the same time in different sets, correct?
7: Yeah, I think there'll be some of that. Um I would put the over under on number of plays where we see both of them out there though at about ten. I think they'll try and figure out some ways to get Akram in the slot. Butler will be the single back in a kind of a shotgun formation uh with uh with Stanley. I don't I don't think we'll see the Wildcat though. I don't think I think that would get a I think that would get a, a major snort out of Kirk if we got to see the Wildcat with both of them back there.
2: Yeah, don't be holding your breath That's on that great. one, Hawkeye fans, that we'll be seeing that. Fun if season. That
7: ha- uh, Trent, if that happened, yep. what would you do? Would you would you feel like the end of the world's coming?
2: Uh no, I I would uh sit there and I I take my shirt off in the press box. What do you think? Oh,
7: my God. No.
2: (laughs) I'd probably be ejected. I'd I'd probably be ejected. They actually gave me a press pass for game one this year. Can you believe it?
7: Well, uh, they do do a a sobriety test when you come in, so be careful.
2: I might be standing in the south end zone then, if that's the case, and not going up to the press box. What do you think of that? (laughs)
7: There's a breathalyzer right at the door.
2: That's bad. That that's not good news for me. No doubt about it. Report dot com as we're taking a deep dive into the two deeps. Uh, with that, Tom, it's prediction time. We got to hear where you are. We know every summer you make your predictions right around the fourth of July. Have you wanted to move off? Were you seven and five? Do I remember correctly?
7: I was uh, eight and four, and, and uh, I was probably a little on the. I, I always tend to go a little bit more on the positive side than the negative side. Okay. So, um I um I I finished up eight and four. Now I didn't feel confident in that. I I think seven and five is still probably the, the wheelhouse number for them. But there's you know, it's I, I do think they're gonna get either Penn State or Ohio State, one of the two. They always get one of the big brand names that comes to Kinnick every year. They'll they'll knock somebody off. We saw it last year with Michigan. Um and um I I think kind of the swing games are The uh, Michigan State game, Mm -hmm. I think it's a real swing game. I think uh, Northwestern, I think Northwestern will obviously be favored a little bit on that game, but I think that's kind of a swing game, and I think Iowa State's a swing game because it'll be Stanley's first road start, and uh, you know that uh, five-time national champion Matt Campbell will have his team ready.
2: Look at you throwing shade again. Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, you're at eight and four for the Hawks. Uh, probably not good enough to make it back to Indianapolis to the Big Ten championship game. So who do you got? Is it uh you going chalky here? You going Buckeyes Badgers? At,
7: at this, you know who I'm going with, actually? I think it's gonna be the Northwestern Wildcats against uh, Ohio
2: State. I am not right there move. with you. I, I made my call today. I got Buckeyes and Wildcats, and uh, what probably will turn out to be an ugly game uh, for uh, to get in there. But yeah, I'm with you. The offensive line, North, I,
7: Northwestern. Northwestern schedule sets up so well for them this year. Yep, this is, and they've got uh, a veteran quarterback in Thorson. They've got uh, Jackson. They've got a really good defense. Um, I think they've got some question marks at wide receiver. Uh, they're going to have to replace Austin Carr and what he did. But um, boy, they it's set up pretty well for the cats this year.
2: I was uh, all in and I made my prediction. I'll stick with it with Northwestern. I was listening to Dave Revson today though. He's a little concerned with that offensive line when he was at camp there. Wasn't looking very good. That that's concerning. They need that offensive line to be at a pretty high level because without having Carr out there catching passes, they need Justin Jackson to just have a monster year.
7: Yeah. And if, if Revson who is a Northwestern homer is concerned, (laughs) then that's, Probably a concern, although he might just be like like you about Iowa's basketball schedule. and looking for things to to, uh, worry about.
2: (laughs) Hey, speaking of that basketball schedule, last thing for you, Tom. Uh, I see tickets are going on sale, I believe, a week and a half or so away in that game up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for Iowa against Colorado. Uh, What do you expect to see up there for that one? Is that going to be Full House of Hawkeye fans in there? Will Colorado have a few? Will there be... Plenty of people that are just uh, neutral people watching the game. What's that environment going to be like up there? You think?
7: I think there'll be a lot of hawk There That's a kind of a big Hawkeye area up there, and I, I think uh, you know, kind of the convergence of Iowa and Nebraska are probably the one and two in that area. Probably Nebraska one, Iowa two, but and there's some sprinkling of Iowa State, I'm sure, up there, but, and maybe some Gopher fans. But I, I, I really think there'll be a pretty significant turnout of the Iowa fans at that event.
2: Should be a good time as always, Tom. Good talking with you and uh, maybe we'll see you Saturday up at the Press Box. We'll see. We'll see how many grain belts I have beforehand.
7: <laughs> all right. We'll see you then. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Good texture up. That's Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com. Check out all the great work the guys do over there. Always a ton of fun talking with him. We'll take a timeout when we come back on the other side. Still lots more to get to coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to have a lot of talk on the pro scene. Injuries in the NFL, Major League Baseball heats up, comes back in action after uh, some head-scratching moments over the weekend. All to come here, Jimmy B. and TC the Big Talker 1700.
1: The
0: Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG.
2: Sponsored by Firestone Complete
0: Auto Care. Right now at Firestone Complete Auto Care, get $70 by mail on a Bridgestone Visa prepaid card when you buy a set of four eligible Bridgestone tires. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. We alarm our houses and we alarm our cars.
6: But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply.
3: Tonight, I made a Butterball Turkitarian favorite. Bruce is going to flip. Honey, dinner's ready. Whoa, I'm coming. Are we having Butterball smoked sausage? Ah, uh, I love that smokiness. Oh, maybe it's those delicious turkey burgers. Whoa. I'm okay. I'm okay. Wait. Is That Butterball turkey bacon I smell. Oh my, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Is it turkey burgers?
2: Yes. Is it turkey bacon? Uh Uh-huh.
4: Wendy, which is it? Both. Yes!
6: Butterball, the choice of Turkitarians. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down? Or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no obligation, consultation dr robert seaman and the new leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you from testosterone replacement therapy advanced weight loss to nutritional therapy new leaf wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: Back with you here, Jimmy B and TC. We will take you until 6 o'clock. I hope you're enjoying your drive home as uh, Jimmy B steps away for a moment. He'll be back with us here to kick off the 5 o'clock hour. You can join us here at 515-264-1700. Plenty to still talk about here today. We talked a lot of Hawkeyes last segment with Tom Kakerd Always good checking in with him. Uh, we will have our man Alex Halstead. He'll stop by tomorrow. And then the Hawkeye huddle back on the airwaves once again this season on 1700 KBGG. Looking forward to getting Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge back on the, in the mix. They'll be joining us uh, Tuesdays from 5 until 6 o'clock here, each and every Tuesday for the Hawkeye Huddle. That starts up tomorrow. The guys will be in and will be ready to go. Again, 515-264-1700. Make your call. The two deeps out for both Iowa and Iowa State today. We've talked a little bit about some of the uh, the differences, the changes on both sides, what you can read into it. But, You know, this goes to pretty much each and every season. Now, every year, we have the same kind of things that happen. It is, we read too much into it. We read way too much into it. We go too deep, and it's left with the same question marks. A quarterback, Nathan Staley is a starter. How long is that leash? We don't know. Over on the Iowa State side, you know, some moving parts that happen there. Ray Lima, a guy that was talked about a lot in the middle. He sits there as the nose tackle, the guy in the middle. Still a junior college guy, a sophomore of eligibility. What can he do? Matt Leo, bouncing out to the defensive end position. Depth-wise, what Iowa State has. The question marks are going to be out there for both sides. And this is what we do. We go too far sometimes. We, we take it to another level of breaking this thing down. What I believe, though, on both sides I think this is going to be a better year for both Iowa and Iowa State than a lot of people anticipate. I think this is going to be a year, you look at the over-under numbers out there, Iowa State, we saw some five-and-a-halves out there. Not many, though, and those dried up. It was basically four-and-a-half was the Vegas number. That was the number that was looked at, and I think pretty much across the board now that you would find if you're betting on the totals for Iowa State this year. At four-and-a-half, I'd be on the over. I think they do get through the non-conference at least 2-1. and one. I think they have a great chance of that game against Texas the Thursday night right at the end of September. And then you roll from there. And for Iowa, where the number is 6, 6.5, depending on what shop you're taking a look at out in Vegas or maybe offshore, same kind of thing. This Iowa team, I think up front, is incredibly deep. We wondered about the defensive line going back to the spring. But with the emergence that we've seen, the moving parts that they've used, the talk of Matt Nelson now playing defensive tackle, if he can be effective in the middle, he's got a huge frame. He's six foot 8 It's a huge frame, and leverage is always a concern with a guy with that kind of height. Not only play a defensive line, but especially when you're playing in the middle. But if he can give them an effective 35, 40 snaps a game, you couple that with Lattimore, you couple that with Nathan Budgeta coming back after the injury that he had to the ankle a year ago, Defensive end position, A.J. Epinesa now part of the mix. Defensive line looks salty. And you go through and you look at the best Iowa teams. When I was at their best, for the most part, it's when that defensive line is incredibly good. And I think they have a chance to be special up there. You couple that with three guys in the linebacker spot that all have a lot of experience in the middle with Josie Jewell, Bo Bauer on one side. You got guys, and Ben Neiman, you got three guys that have played a lot of football, and even though they might have some shortcomings, and I know Bo Bauer for a long time was, he was a guy that was ridiculed. He was a guy that people looked at and said, why is he out there covering a receiver? Now at this point in his career, he's understand his limitations. He knows how to play the game at a much higher level, both physically and cerebrally. And with that, you're going to have a team with the front seven when they're as good as they have a chance to be. The guy was going to be in good shape. Still not division crown good enough. I still can't see this team being 7-2, and two, even 6-3 and three in the Big Ten. But an 8-4 and four type of year, it can be there. And it might come down to game number two, the CyHawk game. Very well could be the difference between Iowa sitting back and saying, hey, that was a good, solid, successful year, or it was ho-hum. And for Iowa State, it might be the difference between bowl eligibility and being just short. It's going to be important one week number two we got to get through week number one first. We'll take the time out here. Come back. Jimmy B joins us on the other side. We'll get the old man, hopefully, out of the bathroom. Jimmy B struggling. Must have had a rough weekend. He'll join us on the other side. 5 o'clock hours next on Jimmy B and TC, the Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks.
3: 1700 KBGG. you
0: Sponsored by Sprint Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile's Best Family Plan and get four lines for just $25 per line, each with unlimited gigs. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
5: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
0: At the Home Depot, free carpet installation means free carpet installation,
1: And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees free installation on carpet 699 bucks or more means free installation only at the home depot
0: more saving more doing ballot on carpet priced one dollar or more per square foot specialty items may be priced separately switch to at&t prepaid and get two months of free service with no annual contract on at&t's network two months free huh You know, my wife wanted two months free. and Then she jetted off to the Canary Islands and met some tennis pro named Sergio. Kevin? She doesn't even like canaries.
2: You want to stick to the script, please?
0: Right. Sorry, Dan. It's Don. Don. With AT&T prepaid, you can watch all of your favorite shows with no annual contract. Wow. No annual contract? No commitment at all? Remind you of anyone, Don?
2: Maybe your wife? Bingo. Can we wrap this up, Kevin?
0: Oh, sorry, Doug. That's prepaid your way from AT&T.
2: Great. Thank you.
1: Sure beats whatever Sergio's offering.
2: Okay, that's it.
4: I'm cutting the legal.
1: Limited time offer. Requires payment at activation, taxes extra. Account must
0: remain active on $45 or $65 plan and cannot lapse to get bill credit for 3rd and 12 months. Fees covered and other restrictions apply. Details at att.com prepaid. 1700 KBGG and Charles Gabus Ford want to put you in the driver's seat of a brand new Ford Edge. This car's for you. It's all about getting you a three year lease on a 2017 Ford Edge. Sign up to qualify now at participating businesses who are offering even more great prizes. To see all the participating businesses, log on to 1700KBGG.com. This car's for you with Charles Gabus Ford.